This is the Carl Miller Show, where we talk about all things real estate, financial investments, and getting into a home you love. With over 15 years of experience, this is your host, Carl Miller. Good morning. You are listening to The Carl Miller Show. I am your host, Carl Miller, principal broker at Carl Miller Realty, LLC. We're located at 7700 Timberlake Road in Lynchburg, and we're your caring, competent, trusted advisor for real estate sales and service. Today's topic, how important is location? We'll explore, explore this along with two other important considerations when choosing a home. And in the second half of our show, what are three simple things you can do to get your house feeling very festive for the holidays. We'll hear from our very own Yancey Campbell. Thanks this month to our sponsor, Will Looper at Looper Team Mortgage. Will Looper with Movement Mortgage in Lynchburg has the knowledge and products to get you into your next home while keeping as much money as possible in your pocket. Whether you are looking to purchase or refinance your home, Will Looper and his team at Looper Team Mortgage at Movement are here to serve you. Learn more at Looper teammortgage.com that's looper teammortgage.com it's time for a new featured listing from carl miller realty this week's featured listing is the one that we will list very soon that you refer us to while we still have several active properties for sale everyone we've listed in the past 30 days has sold in less than a week and above the listing price Folks, there is a real legitimate shortage of houses for sale this holiday weekend, and for the last seven weeks in a row, there are fewer homes for sale than in the previous week. In fact, as of this weekend, there are less than 270 total single-family homes for sale in our region of over 200,000 people. This market is not slowing down, and this means we are able to negotiate top prices for our sellers. Who do you know that needs or wants to sell their home? Perhaps there's a vacant home in your neighborhood or a friend is in the process of emptying out a lost loved one's home with intent to sell next year. There is no need to wait. Call today and we can likely have that subject property under contract for top dollar before the end of the year. Call me, Carl Miller, with the owner's name and number. And rest assured, I'll take great care of them in the marketing and sale of the property and can guarantee the highest price to date for the house. Visit carlmillerrealty.com to learn more or to schedule an appointment today. Well, Yancey Campbell, our amazing marketing director, joins me in studio today. Welcome back, Yancey. Thank you, Carl. It's you're good feeling, to be here. You're feeling better. That's right. Feeling took, much better. Took a little break last week. A little hiatus last week. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Happy Thanksgiving weekend. That's right. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. You know, lots of family in town. Good times, a little chaotic, but uh, I'm thankful for uh, good people in my family. And That's right. We get along for the most part, so good it's good. Good food. You ran the turkey trot. Yes. <laughs> Yes, the turkey trot, 5K. You know, it's a good way to start Thanksgiving Day off. That's right. Yeah, and if you want to still donate to Humankind, who sponsored that event, it's never too late. They are taking donations all the way through the end of the year, and you get to enjoy the benefits of tax write-off. So we we celebrated – sorry, I cut you off We did. No, go ahead. We celebrated our clients this past week. We did. On Tuesday evening with our client appreciation party with the pie pickup, and that was that was a hit. We had a lot of pies that we ordered. Special thanks to Rosie's and Florence for doing those for us, mm-hmm. um, and all the different flavors. You could definitely just—I mean, when someone's getting a free pie, obviously they're going to be happy. But it was great to see all of our clients again. Yeah, so we we like to do fun events for our top referring clients and our recently closed clients, and that yep. was one. And uh, it was right. it was kind of a chilly evening Tuesday, but got to see a lot of people. <laughs> It was a lot of fun. That's right. Those 70 degree days are gone now. Yes, I feel yes, like. <laughs> yes. Well, we're winding down the year, and Carl Miller Realty has one event left that we are excited to be sponsors of. That's right. We've got the Lynchburg Symphony 
Orchestra Christmas concert coming up on December 4th. That's next weekend. That's right. Coming right this weekend. Coming right up. This weekend. Yeah, Saturday. It's amazing. 7.30 p.m. It's going to be a beautiful show. Um, That's wonderful. Wow, we've been saying December 4th, and now it's here. It's here. I know. Very cool. Welcome to Disney. Now it's officially holiday season. Yes. We'll talk a little bit more about yeah, that. Yeah, we've Yancy. got something special some, in the Some people segment. in this room like to push the holiday season. Well, I think that we should celebrate it for as long as possible. <laughs> so we, have, we are done decorated in our it, office it is for officially here. a couple weeks now. It's officially here. So yeah, so back to the symphony concert. If you want tickets, there's, still, there's a few left as of Saturday. Very few. But uh, check out Lynchburg Symphony dot org i believe is the address mm-hmm. or you can go to the academy of fine arts uh, center you can purchase your tickets there so location 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 that's kind of the three most important considerations in buying a home according to many people from the especially you hear that a lot in the older school days you don't hear it as much anymore but what does it actually mean what does it mean to have location 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 when I was in real estate school taking classes, uh, this was talked about quite a bit. It was, even, it was even emphasized even more a few years later when I took an appraisal class. I took a real estate appraisal class because I just wanted to kind of understand the business and understand the industry better. And, mm-hmm. you know, I like to hang out with people that have different aspects of the business, whether it's closing attorneys or home inspectors or appraisers, and just, just learn from them because there's so many different avenues and facets and angles in the in the real estate industry. So I took a class, and our teacher in that class emphasized location so much as the most important aspect of determining property values, that it kind of caused me to rethink a lot of things that I took for granted at that time. And, mm-hmm. and it is true. You know, I know of a tiny lot that sold in the United States for with a little mobile home that sold over a million dollars. Wow. And I also know of three-acre lots within 30 minutes of the studio here in Lynchburg that had a single wide on it that sold for 20000 Yeah. So, so the key difference there is location. So when we meet with a buyer client, there's always three points of emphasis that that I like to share with buyers. And number one, a location or a neighborhood that the client likes and wants. Mm -hmm. Number two, a home, you know, the home itself that a client likes and wants. And then thirdly, a price point that the buyer is comfortable with. So let's kind of dig into location a little bit. So how is it even possible that in the United States, there are some one half acre lots with a mobile home that can sell for seven digits? While there are other parts of the U.S. that that same land with more land could be bought mm-hmm. for twenty for two percent of that twenty thousand dollars, how how is that even possible? And the answer, of course, is location. So what mm-hmm. what makes a desirable location? You know, I had a conversation with a client this week moving into the area from out of the area, doesn't know the market, and that was the very first thing. We want to be in a location that's not going to. Uh, you know, be hard to resell that won't lose value. And it's, it's, so what makes for a desirable location? For me, it's, uh, how close is Target? <laughs> how close is Target? That's yes. Right. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, can't be far away. <laughs> you know what? There's, there's many things. And I, you know, this is not an exhaustive list, but just kind of thinking through that a little bit. You know, some, some properties, some locations have good views. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're up on top of a, of a ridge, or even if you're on a lot that's elevated above the street, you got mm-hmm. a little better view than some of your neighbors. So views makes a desirable location. The convenience, that's Target. Right. Shopping, Target, Starbucks, yeah, <laughs> Target, Starbucks, and we're good. So yeah, but how far is it to the to the shops, to the stores, to mm-hmm. to to the uh, amenities that that you frequent? I mean, is it maybe maybe you're uh, maybe you have a child that's in a in a dance class, and you know you don't want to be too far from that, or or there's a you know you, maybe they're into equestrian stuff, and you have lessons, you know, just wh- where's your centers of social activity for your mm-hmm. families? Work, obviously, work location's always a factor. If people are driving into an office, uh, that's one of the questions I usually ask is, hey, what would be the maximum distance? you'd feel comfortable driving to work every day, if, mm-hmm. you know, assuming they're going to an office still. Schools, uh, school districts, sometimes people will specifically 
limit their search to a specific school district or location to a certain school. Uh, rental income potential. You know, if, if this is an investment property, what's the opportunity for rental and right. the rates there? What are the neighboring homes like? Big one here for people that are relocating across the country. What's the political or the governmental regulation environment like, you know, for a locality? What are the taxes? Uh, if, if you're buying in a neighborhood that has a homeowner association, how, how is the association structured and how strong are they financially? And, you know, are they a pain to deal with or are they pretty responsive when a problem arises? You know, those types of things. So the location, that's all location type questions. Other location type questions are what encumbrances are on the title of a property? You know, is there any restrictions that would require um, or limit the free use of that property? Um, you know, some neighborhoods, if, you know, for example, if you want to have, oh, I don't know, like say, let's say you want to have a clothesline out there and dry your clothes in the fresh country air. You know, there are some neighborhoods that won't let you do that, um, mm-hmm. for example. Uh, or maybe what's the access to the property? Is it a state-maintained road or is there a private dirt road that you have to get to? to get to the property? And if so, who's maintaining that road? Or is it inversely on a four-lane highway, a freeway going right out your front yeah, yard? You know. Yeah. So those are all location aspects of a house. And while I'm not going to say it's everything, it is very important in determining the value today and what future value will be. Absolutely. So, so a typical homeowner, how important is it? I just want to make a distinction for residential homes that buyers uh, about the property they buy. There's a changeables in homes and there's unchangeables. And the location is certainly an unchangeable uh, from, a, you know, like I said, from the distance to the highway to the distance between neighbors to the views or, or the lack thereof uh, to the way the home sits on the grade to the surrounding neighbors. It's just a key, key aspect. And I might add a few tips too about location. If you're buying a home, try to buy in the 70% or less value of the neighborhood. So in other words, it's always better to be the smaller or less expensive house in an expensive street or neighborhood than to be the most expensive home on a street. If, there, if, you, if you've got a $500,000 home on a street line with $250,000 homes, it, it doesn't mean that that half-million-dollar home is unsellable, but, it, but the buyer of that half-million-dollar home typically will prefer to be surrounded by other properties that are 500000 and up. Mm-hmm. And while you might get a bargain price for this house today, just be aware that when you sell, the next buyer will also be looking for a bargain from you. And the gains you think you might have got from that bargain low price you got may not be realized at the point of future sale. Just again, the neighborhood and the homes are going to pull your value down. Uh, one exception I will say to that would be rural properties. It, you know, if you've got acreage and lots of space between neighbors, uh, nothing wrong with having a you know a five thousand square foot home that's you know worth eight hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, for example. It, even if there's lesser valued homes a quarter mile down the road that are selling for two hundred thousand, so that that would be the one exception I might add to that. But do be aware of location, the surrounding home values within a quarter mile or a mile, or on the same side of the tracks or the school district, and that's that's the tricky thing about location is that no matter where you are, there's always invisible lines mm-hmm. drawn. And they are invisible lines. They're in every community. It can be one side of the street is in a certain school district. The other side of the street's on another school district. You might have a, a lakefront property on one side of a street and non-lakefront property on the other side of the street. And that could change the price drastically. Huge, huge difference. We see difference. that it's not lake a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and and if you go down to the beach communities, you know, if you're for oceanfront, those yep. homes are going to have a whole different view, I mean, a whole different price point than an ocean view, you know, two rows back. So huge differences. And, and you know, and there's also just the um, aspect that the lines can change sometimes. I mean, it, you know, you hear the old expression, the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah. But the reality is there is some truth to that. There mm-hmm. Sometimes there's an invisible line 
and you have one aspect of a, of a neighborhood where a quarter mile away, it's a completely different price point, either up or down. So it is. It's something to be aware of. And, and you as a buyer can get a sense of that. Sometimes just driving through neighborhoods, but sometimes those lines are a little bit invisible, mm-hmm. especially if when you're crossing school districts or um, even political lines in the precedence of which ward in a locality uh, you're voting for, you know, the candidates you're voting for. Commercial is also a great example. Lynchburg downtown was the happening place in the early 1900s and even well past the World War II era and into the 1960s. And then Pittman Plaza was built there on Lakeside Drive and Ford Avenue corridor. And that became the new trending place for commercial space, you know, for, for a period of time. And then commercial space there became less desirable. And about 30 years ago, Ward's Road started to develop. I remember as a kid going to Kroger and Hills and Kmart Shopping Center for the mom. We grew up in really? the, I grew up on a farm in the country. And going by the area where Walmart and Sam's Club is now on Ward's Road, those were soccer fields. Wow. And, uh, you know, the kids were out there playing. I'd go and by there's trees and kind of a buffer space between the roads. But those were all just open fields. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, of course, after Walmart came in, that became the anchor store of Ward's Road. And it mm-hmm. attracted other businesses. And look, 30 years later, what's there? I mean, they're on both sides of the road, jammed That's up against the, main... the railroad track. Like strip through Lynchburg. Absolutely, now. yeah. No. And so, in fact, just this week, uh, there was a commercial property hit the market. There, it was the one, a little strip mall. It's the one where the uh, Chipotle and the Xfinity store is. Okay. And uh, it's one point eight acres, twelve thousand eight hundred square feet, and it hit the market for six point eight million. Whoa. And it sold in four days. So, prime example of location and commercial property, and and that moving because forty years ago. 1.8 acres would have never sold for $6 million That's, on the Ward's Road. I wonder what's going in there. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's established. It's oh, just gotcha. the owner of the shopping center sold it. So, gotcha. so it's another investor probably yeah. bought it. So, you know. That's amazing. Wow. Yep. And again, you know, guess where one of the hot commercial spaces is today? It's located near Lynchburg's largest employer, who, who by the way, installed a billion dollars of infrastructure on their campus and in buildings over the last 10 years. So, mm-hmm. so again, when, when, when money gets poured into a specific area, money is going to follow money. And, uh, you know, there's no doubt about it. Liberty University, with their infrastructure built, it is attracting more money to that Wards Road corridor. Mm-hmm. And uh, guess what? If you've got a property on Wards Road, appreciating asset, it's the hot location to be That's at right. as of right now in Lynchburg. And downtown, of course, is making a resurgence as well, as we all know. Definitely. So two other considerations I just want to touch on. The architectural style and the condition of your home. You know, is the home pretty? Is is it ugly? <laughs> you know, if it's ugly on the outside, can it get a facelift? Can you do something about it to make the make the uh, ugly pretty. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes just the way the lot's situated or the facade is on the front, mm-hmm. it's just going to be an ugly house when it's bought and it's going to be an ugly house when it's sold. And, you know, I'm just that there are some houses that have beautiful curb appeal and, mm-hmm. and it pops. And guess what? That, that same pop that you see, you might pay a little bit more for it. But guess what? When you go to sell, the buyers are going to appreciate that pop as okay. well. Uh, the architectural style of the house, that's an unchangeable. Or, or if it is changeable, it takes a lot of money to change that. So sometimes we see old farmhouses, for example, that have a pile of add-ons. You know, the, the porch, the back porch mm-hmm. was converted to a bathroom. You know, these 1920 houses, there was not indoor plumbing in a lot of those old houses. The ceiling is lower and it's sloped. Then maybe a bedroom was added off to the side with a step down into it or a family room is later added in the back and the floors don't match. And the roof line (laughs) gets a little creative in some of these houses at points (laughs) and the the water will pond in heavy rains or snowstorms. So just know that these architectural aspects of a house, while it's livable, 
you know, it, it could be a detriment to the seller trying to get the same dollar per square foot price as a newer modern right, home floor right. plan. So, you know, the architectural style and the condition of the home, definitely a factor. And as a buyer, you need to be very comfortable with that. You need to know that, yeah, okay, I'm, I, I can live with this. And not only will I live with it, I love it. And then watch out for lots that have a major slope to them. That's an unchangeable. And there are plenty of these out there in our area. And be aware and be comfortable with this unchangeable fact of the home. And just because it has a slope doesn't mean you shouldn't buy it. There's lots of homes that they call this the whole city for a reason. That's right. <laughs> uh, but but uh, just be comfortable with that and just know that... Um, but just know it may negatively affect your resale value, and and it should hopefully you be able to get a little bit of a lower price for a lot that's not as attractive as the one two houses down that might have a beautiful level lot. Mm-hmm. And lastly, price. Every buyer has a price range they are comfortable with, and a payment range, and that leads into our Carl's Clips, Carl's Real Estate Tip of the Week. Today's clip is for buyers. Avoid a 9% increase in your payment by choosing to purchase this winter. While interest rates remain low instead of waiting until next winter when rates are expected to increase from today's low 3% range to the 3.7% range, over the life of a $300,000 loan, this will save you tens of thousands of dollars. If you're in position to buy now, don't wait, go for it. When we come back, we'll discuss the holidays and decorations that make a house Feel like a home. We're back with the Carl Miller Show. I'm Carl Miller along with Yancey Campbell, our marketing director extraordinaire. <laughs> and Yancey has an awesome talent, and that is home decor. You've, you've displayed Thanks, that around Carl. our office. And That's right. I've had some fun designing some rooms at the office. It's been a lot of fun. And you're good at it. Well, thank you. Well, now we're officially in the most wonderful time of the year, which is my favorite time of year. Now that Thanksgiving's over, Black Friday shopping is over, which, by the way, was so much fun. I always love Black Friday shopping. Do you guys stay out all night? Heck no. No? Really? <laughs> See, Carl will stay up till 1 a.m. watching baseball, but he won't yeah. get out in the stores. <laughs> Priorities. That's right. That's true. Anthony, what about you? Do you? Um, I've always wanted to, and then I, I realized that I get up early enough for work anyway, so I'll just take sleeping in. Okay, well. So, yeah, you're alone on this one, That's right. Well, I'm excited to prepare for Christmas and decorate, although let me confess, I already have had my tree up. I mean, it's been up since November 1st, day after, (laughs) day after Halloween, but, um, yeah, November, I, I don't know, November went by fast, and I feel like the Christmas season goes by fast, so might as well. But um, I just want to start off by asking y'all, and Anthony, I want you to join in on this conversation with us. What are the traditions for Christmas decorating? Growing up in y'all's house, what did you guys do? Was it only after Thanksgiving, or was it pretty lenient? We did after Thanksgiving, okay. like the day or two days after. Okay. Yeah, same, same in my That family. Saturday I, after? Yes. Yeah. And, and we honestly, I mean, I grew up on a farm, and I mean, just it wasn't quite as big of a deal. Like yeah. we we would put up candles in our windows, the little electric okay. candles, and we, my mom would hang some, you know, garland around the fire or around the doorways. I but love that, that was that was about it. That's great. Yeah, we really didn't do minimalistic. A minimalistic. That's what we're going to talk about today. Awesome. Yeah. But, Are you guys fake tree or real tree people? I'm a real tree person. Okay. Oh, we we were fake tree all the same. way. Same. I've never tree. had a real tree, I've never and had a real apparently tree. I'm missing out because they smell amazing. Yeah. But I mean, you, you don't have, have to water buy them. one every year, and they make a mess yeah. if you spill water on the floor. Very and true. then, and they're up this year. Prices are up this year for yeah, live trees; they're true. getting more expensive. Well, good to know. Good to know. This segment, I want to give three holiday decor tips that can last from Christmas even into your New Year's party um, decor. 
Because let's face it, we don't want to switch decor from Halloween to Thanksgiving to Christmas to New Year's. You might as well combine two and have a stunning home (laughs) while you celebrate. So tip number one is decorate your mantle with greenery. Carl, you just said your mom did it growing up. I mean, it's timeless. You can add ribbons and ornaments for a pop of color. Mm -hmm. You can match your garland accessories to wall art throughout your house that you have year round. And, you know, you can use that space rather than using classic Christmas colors for an understated yet festive look. If you stay neutral and minimalistic, everything's going to flow much better. Mm -hmm. Not saying that if you have young children and they want to do, you know, construction paper crafts, go right ahead. Hang that garland around your tree. It's going to look adorable. But the greenery will give a fresh perspective and you can just remove the ornaments for the new year and keep that greenery up. And it's still beautiful. Um, And Carl, this is what we did at our office this year. We bought some... Um, real greenery mm-hmm. and wrapped it around the outside of our post. Yep. Which is beautiful. It does. It looks great. Um, and then we also have the giant wreath on our door. And it's not a lot, but it's enough to be like, hey, they decorated for Christmas and that looks really good. Because you, a little goes a long way. Yeah, it, really it, does. That, it sure does. That's right. And so it's kind of fun when you show, when I get to show houses yeah. over the holidays because you see how people decorate. And oh, I, was, I love it. And I tell sellers, you know, if you're selling... Go ahead and decorate the house because mm-hmm. it just really brings that homey feel in. I was house. just on the MLS looking and someone listed a home and had all their Christmas decor up. And mm-hmm. I was like, I love this. Like, yeah. I love seeing other people's. Absolutely. Some types of greenery you can use is a centerpiece, a foliage item designed to be placed on a table, often with a slot for candles mm-hmm. that you can light, you know, on Christmas Eve. You can use a garland. We talked about that. Or a potted tree out front, too, beside mm-hmm. the door. That really just frames the home and makes it look very That's pretty. That's a great idea. Good curb appeal. Um, so those are just some greenery tips that you can do. Um, moving to tip number two. Well, let me ask you something. So if you have, if the family has kids mm-hmm. and the kid, you mentioned construction paper and all that, because yeah. I think that's a big part of Christmas is making memories so. with families yeah. and kids. That's true. So the kids are doing their crafts. Any tips for that as you're decorating the tree, or do you just kind of yeah? Go for I it? mean, if you if you do more than one tree, I know people that do trees oh, in each true. room. Yeah, you can have a kid's tree and let them do whatever they want on that yeah. tree. You know, they don't want to grow up saying, "Oh yeah, my mom didn't let me put the ornaments on the tree because <laughs> it didn't match the vibe." You know, get yeah. their handprints on ornaments, yeah. stuff like that, and sure. then mark the year because they'll look back. I have ornaments my mom saved from when I was a little kid, and it's just so right. fun to see like. You know, baby's first Christmas or stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my wife does too. She's got the box. And the kids love going through mom's old ornaments, right? And just pulling that stuff off, putting them in the trees. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Tip number two, and a lot of people won't like this one because nobody really enjoys cleaning, but deep clean your home before decorating. It really does go a long way and makes a huge difference. The The fresh blank slate of a canvas in your home will give you a great outcome. Um, keep safety in mind as you decorate. Be mindful of electrical outlets and cords, especially if you're stringing a lot of lights around your home. And when it's time to take down your decorations, keep them in proper storage and boxes. You know, we tried this last year and I helped my mom really organize and label the boxes. And I know it sounds like really extra, but when you go the next year to get mm. those things out, it's just so much easier. You know yeah. where things are and it's not just, you know, thrown in a pile in mm. the That's garage great. or in the attic. Great tip. Um, These are just helpful tips to keep in mind for the following year as well. And the third tip for holiday decor, less is more. And I know I said this in in the beginning, but, you know, when you have those little accents that have gold or have that greenery, it really does go a long way. Mm -hmm. A simple Christmas decorating idea that takes no time at all is trying to you could take your stockings and fill them with holly or Christmas tree trimmings from your tree Mm -hmm. um, and hang them on your mantle it's very pretty and up until um, Christmas Eve when your mom fills or your dad fills those you can have that holly sticking out and it looks really pretty 
Um, hang them in a bedroom for a simple festive touch or pretty much anywhere in your home. Also, another thing, Carl, would be an ornament bow. It's a simple idea that will keep your holiday decorating cheap and hassle-free. And I I am a very frequent um, client of Dollar Tree. I will admit yeah, that on the radio. Absolutely. They have some good decor oh, there. Absolutely. And, like, the same stuff would be at Hobby Lobby for, like, 15 bucks. Yes. Yep. So they've got some really pretty ribbons. There's- the one in Great Lynchburg tip. right now. Great tip. If yep. you want to try to save money. Sure. Um, and these are just really great ways to keep things minimal and simple and just ways to express the Christmas spirit without breaking the bank. Yeah, that's great. So I know those are quick three tips on holiday sure. decor, but I'm all for saving money and being frugal. And if right. you're able to like wow your guests around the Christmas time but not break the bank, then I say go for it. Yeah, you, you're you're more into the arts and crafts stuff than I am. But they don't they make like this this spray paint you can get too, like to just paint different like yeah. like gold or, or just yep. different. You can like and it literally the, can yep. just be washed off. Washed off. Yeah, people it's do it amazing. with their businesses on the windows sure. to make it look like snow on yeah. the windows. Like yep. there's a lot of really fun things. And I get it if you work a full time job and you just don't have time. You can call the office and ask us for tips. I would love to talk <laughs> through about it. That's like one of my favorite things yeah. to do. So yeah. it's yeah, it's a lot of fun. And if you keep these tips in mind, it's just a great way to save money while also having a really beautiful home decorated for Christmas. Sure. And spe- speaking of uh, bows, just as a little shout out, Bill Gribben, who's an agent in our office, we had him on our That's show. Right. He is selling today yeah. at our office. Christmas wreaths. Wreaths and garlands. And, and they're garlands. the ones that we have outside. So if you want an yeah. idea, just look so on our front area. If you're out and about this Saturday, stop by 7700 Timberlake Road. And That's he was right. there yesterday as well, but stop by. And he's got a little booth set up. And I'm not sure what his hours are, but he's there right now as we speak. Yeah, that's right. He's there on the to... weekends yep. after hours from our office Monday through Friday. Okay, yep. Um, so, so yeah, so he's doing a, he's doing a little uh, little side gig this year and stop by and meet Bill and uh, pick up pick up a Christmas wreath. And that's it's, right. it's fun. Well, very good. That's, that's Those are great tips, Nancy, and it's it's fun. What did that, when you grew up, what did you do? for what are, you, what are your memories of decorating around the house for Christmas? Yeah, so growing up, my mom was very, like, not until after Thanksgiving. Oh. So I didn't, I wasn't always go. like this, Carl. But we always <laughs> decorated on Black Friday. We, you know, we'd sleep in because we'd be out all night shopping, and then we'd decorate for Christmas. And it is a tradition every year to watch Home Alone while we're decorating. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And it's just, it's a classic. It's a good movie, and... Yeah, we've always had a fake tree, but I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Fake trees are just a lot less. Oh, they're so much easier. Yeah, but I think I would do a real tree one day just for like the smell of it inside my home, and I don't sure. know, just to say I've done it. But. Yeah, yeah. The big, yeah, the big things keep those things watered. Every, it's That's amazing right. how much water they drink. Yeah. But I remember the first year my sister bought a live tree. She had no idea if she was supposed to water oh, the tree. Oh no! Did it die? It did die. And <laughs> so like four, four weeks later, she's like, I don't know why my leaves are turning brown. Like, have you watered it? She's like, Oh, I'm supposed to water it. So it's just really no, funny. No, it's not a live plant at all. We never had live trees in our home growing up. So <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that's, that's pretty funny. Yep. Well, those are my three tips, and I hope they're as helpful. Um, they're helpful for you as pr- you guys prepare for this holiday season. You know, one one thing that I always love too uh, is when you see the outdoor lighting. I know this is a more mm-hmm. expensive uh, deal, mm-hmm. but the homes that have you know the floodlights kind of shining up on the side yes. of the house combined with some deck. I mean, it's just or the projectors yes. with all the movies. Yeah, those are those are newer, cool. but that's pretty cool too. Yep. Yeah, so there's there's lots of things you can do, and. Yeah. Uh, but these are good tips, and it's just, and again, I think the great thing about Christmas is you just you're creating memories. You're creating memories for you know families. You're creating memories with your loved ones, mm-hmm. and uh, and so that decoration can just really kind of bring home oh, and, and seal, kind of be the finishing nail, and just yep. the, the environment by which those memories are made. So, Very true, Yancy. I appreciate your talent and what all you're doing uh, in our Thank office you. to keep it looking good and. Like you said, you decorated those columns and our sign with a wreath, and uh, you know Bill's Thanks, out there selling wreaths right now. But thank you for 
making it look good in our office this Absolutely. Christmas season. And now, the bizarre real estate fact of the week. All right, this week on Realtor.com, there is a home listed at $6.8 million in New Hampshire, and it was originally built in 1715, and then in 1950, it was basically, it's a brick home, it was uprooted and moved to another state. So, I don't even know how that happens, you just take the bricks apart and move it? I don't know. But that, very interesting. Yeah. You know, th- there's actually uh, crane companies or, you know, that, that actually will move them. They'll jack them up on the foundations and, wow. and you'll have to, you know, it's a, it's a big hassle if you're crossing under power lines, you know, and all of that. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, though, you, you can get permits and move oversized loads, including houses down the road. It's Even expensive. Even houses built 300 years ago. There was actually a pretty large house in Lynchburg that was moved a few years ago, actually. Wow. So, well, very good. Well, if you have real estate questions you want answered on air, send your questions to any of our social media platforms, or you can contact the WLNI comment line, and that number is 333-2009-333-2009. We will get to your questions, and I want to say thank you for tuning in to The Carl Miller Show. We are your local, caring, competent, trusted advisor for all things real estate. Special thanks again to our month's sponsor, Will Looper at Movement Mortgage. Whether purchasing or refinancing, Will Looper and his team at Looper Team Mortgage at Movement are here to serve you. Learn more at looperteammortgage.com, and that's looper, L-U-P-E-R, looperteammortgage.com. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for another morning of The Carl Miller Show.